welcome to have a nice apocalypse. I am one of your hosts, Marcelo Pico, <clears throat> and with me, clearing his throat, as always, who is it? The second host, Marcus Irving. The second host, Marcus Irving. Yes. Host number two. <clears throat> host number two. No, you're not number, number two th- on the call sheet. You're not number two on the call sheet. You're not number two in my heart, Marcus. You're number one with a bullet. Number one mm-hmm. with a bullet. Uh, here we are once again talking about Southland Tales and the works of Richard Kelly. This is chapter one, real one, part one of the film Southland Tales. Yes, Marcus. Yes. <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> I was I was I was I was wanting your approval. It's like yes, right? That that yes, that, that is what we are doing here, Marcelo. We are here to discuss. The, okay, yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you what we're doing here, Marcelo. Okay. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. We are take here the to wheel. discuss Jesus, part one the of the film Southland Tales. We'll, we'll su- quickly summarize what we've done up to this point. We have talked about Donnie Darko. We've talked about the Donnie Darko director's cut. We've done a commentary. We've done a commentary for Domino. The movie that Richard Kelly wrote. We have done another episode about Domino. We have done an episode talking about the graphic novel, about Southland Tales, the prequel thing that was written. We have done an episode where we did a commentary on Southland Tales. Lots of great content in that one. So much great content. Good uh, conversation. And uh, now we are finally here to talk about the film Southland Tales in depth. We are going to be discussing... Uh, for over the next 12 episodes, I think, uh, we're going to be discussing the film uh, in a lot of detail, a lot uh, broke, broken it down, written down everything that happens. We're going to take you through all of it. We're going to try to uh, find new secrets and discoveries and uh, uh, pace out the plot and try to figure it out. And does it all does it all come together? Does it all make sense? Uh, is, is is this Richard Kelly's? Uh, Masterwork, or is it uh, simply, uh, or were the people at Can right uh, when they booed uh, Roger Roger Ebert out of the building? <laughs> Wait, what is is that? What happened? They booed Roger I, I Roger I, Ebert I, out of the I, building. I, I didn't do enough research, I guess, but I think that's what happened. Yeah, uh, I believe Roger Ebert tried to watch the movie, and everybody got mad at him. <laughs> I don't think you got the facts <laughs> you know, right. I believe this is not the kind hmm. of. Um, uh, 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 sleuthing we like to do here on the show. Uh, we like right. to get our facts straight. You know, I just realized something, Marcus. Ah, uh, yeah. we should have okay. Full full frontal disclosure here. Okay, we should have full frontal on this show. Uh, okay. First and foremost, yes. Second, <laughs> second most. We are re-recording this episode. Okay, uh, due to technical difficulties, I'm not going to name names. Um, actually. It's 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 more my fault really uh, than Marcus's fault. Yeah, blame me. I'm the editor of this thing. I right. I produce the show. You know, uh, when I say produce, I just mean you know <clears throat> uh, piece everything together and and publish it. And Marcus does the legwork. I think when it comes to research and actually moving the show forward, but I do the technical stuff afterwards. Um, yeah, I should have uh, uh, kept, you know, uh, kept better care of the files uh, um, sooner mm-hmm. than 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 what I did. That so I'm taking the yeah. blame here. 
Yeah, we can 100% blame you for breaking uh, the device that had the recording on it <laughs> now, see, before I sent it I, I, I'm such a great guy, Marcus. I'm taking all the blame here. Yeah. So you don't need to... You, Absolutely. You don't need to take any blame. 100% my fault. Now, Marcus, what... Okay, so... <clears throat> excuse me. I'm getting emotional. <clears throat> so we've already recorded what episode... Uh, okay, we had uh, one done, but now we need to redo it. Yep. So we, that's why we're here. We've already done two, yep. three, and four, right? Yep. Uh, we've already uh, talked through what what is that uh, out of twelve? So we've talked through the first twenty five percent of this movie, or thirty percent of this movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, a good chunk uh, already. And, and all those episodes are. I have the files. They're ready to go. They're good episodes. Mm. I think some great guests yeah, on them. Some special guests. Special yeah. guests. Um. Now, what did we do in episode in chapters? Uh, again, we're breaking this into chapters. There's twelve chapters in, in Southland Tales. We're doing chapter one here, but in the in the further episodes that we've done that we've already recorded, Marcus, what did we do uh, in those episodes that we didn't do in episode one? Uh, okay, <clears throat> um, we have. Uh, in in episode two, we introduced uh, no our only wait okay no? Uh, no 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 I think I think you're gonna get it sorry I I, I thought you didn't know what I was talking about I think you know what, what I'm talking about no but... I know I know what you're talking about the only segment that we have keep going sorry I interrupted no uh, yeah uh, in part two we started our first segment of. Uh, because I didn't have this idea yet by the time we recorded episode one, but I came up with the idea of uh, both of us uh, creating mixed alcoholic drinks based on characters and concepts from the film Southland Tales for, I guess, the people listening to this to enjoy <laughs> the next time they <clears throat> watch the film. Now, or, or maybe we make a, a cookbook or something out of it. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Uh, mail that to yourself, Marcus. Now, yeah, we we kind of fucked up episode four, right? Where we, we fucked up a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, it, it turns out once we're once we've started uh, the deep dive in Southland Tales, that's when everything just fucked up. That's when it, yeah. it was pretty smooth sailing the first couple of couple of episodes, but now yeah. we're in we're in fuck up country. Um, now, yeah, I, I should have some foresight to say, hey, we're doing this again. Why don't we do that segment here? And it'll be the, you know it'll be like it'll be like nothing, you know. Sure. Uh, nobody will be the wiser. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so instead, why don't we do this? Why don't we do, hey. Uh, what are you drinking right now? Alcoholic or uh, drink or otherwise? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Marcelo, I've got a a bottle of water. <laughs> uh, Fairway branded. Uh, that's a regional uh, grocery store chain in Iowa where I live. Uh, so that's what I've got. Purified drinking water. How about you, Marcelo? I have got a, a quarter... A thing of Coke Zero that I got from Popeyes. So it's a big jug, <clears throat> not a jug. What do you call these? A cup, big old, big, yeah. big size cup of uh, Popeyes Coke Zero, lime, Coke Zero lime. It's flat by now, I would imagine. Oh no! I mean, <clears throat> I kept it in the fridge. I got it at lunch, 
and I had my lunch here. Um, and it's not it's not bad. I mean, it's not it's it's you know it's uh, it's uh, from those Coke freestyle machines. So those oh, are th- those are never going to be like you know uh, straight from the can or bottle perfect, <clears throat> right? Um, no, but you can add a little bit of lime to it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little cherry splash. That's the what, special what do you, thing. What do you typically do with those machines? Do you do you do, do you have fun or do you no, just get okay, your Coke okay, okay. and say I I I can't believe we're on this topic. Popeyes now. Now this is this is this is the the segment now. Okay, now keep in mind because we do this in later episodes. We have to tie this into uh, 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 South on Tail somehow. <laughs> okay. A character. Uh, an object, a plot, point, or something. Okay, so we're now we're going to talk about we're going to have a full segment on me right. and Coke freestyle machines. So here we go. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Now I love Coke Zero. I love Popeyes. I love that chicken at Popeyes. Um, guess <laughs> guess what I get at Popeyes uh, every week? Almost every Saturday I do I do this for myself. I treat myself every Saturday. I usually go to Popeyes and get one, this one thing, Marcus. What do you think it is? The chicken sandwich. Yes, you better the, believe it, buddy. The popular thing. Yeah, yeah, you do. You get that? I get, I get the spicy chicken sandwich. Yes, the oh, the much better damn. one, which they they just add some spice to it, some creamy spice thing. I don't know what it, what exactly, but it makes the sandwich even better. Um, and along with that, I get a drink. I get a Coke Zero drink now. At drive-thru uh, Popeye's locations, and I think at other fast food places, like a Wendy's or Burger King, they have these Coke Freestyle machines. And uh, if you haven't had a Coke Freestyle machine, if you, had, if you haven't experienced one, um, yeah, like Marcus was saying before, you can add anything to it. You can have any type of flavor you want. Like, my favorite drink is a Coke Zero. Uh, when I go through the drive-thru and ask for a drink, I usually get a Coke Zero Lime. Simple enough, right? But... Mm-hmm. When I go to an AMC theater, an AMC theater has these Coke Freestyle machines just out in the wild, right? I get my drink, I go to the machine, and what I normally do is I get a Coke Free, uh, I get a Coke Zero, uh, but I go, I, I mix it up. I do kind of like a suicide thing, okay? Yeah, I do. That's good. I do, I do, because like there's a there's a row of <clears throat> Coke Zero flavors. You have Coke Zero lime, cherry. Uh, cherry vanilla, you know, raspberry, uh, lemon lime. There's, there's so much. I do, I do a shot of lime, Coke Zero lime. I do a shot of cherry. I do some raspberry, uh, and, and and that'll be that'll be it. Really, it's not too exciting. But when I am not in the mood for caffeine and I and I'm trying to cut back, I do this. I go with a lemonade. They have Minute Maid lemonade. I, I do I do some squirt of uh, of lemon lime lemonade. I do some uh, uh, they have raspberry lemonade, and then to top it all off in my in my you know mix of, of lemonade drink, I, I add a spritz of Dasani sparkling water, which will make it like a sparkling lemonade drink. And so that's what I do with the Coke Freestyle. I have fun, Marcus. I have I have so much fun that's, mixing these drinks, great. mixing these sugary. Sometimes not sugary. Sometimes you know <clears throat> sugar-free drinks together. Um, so that's how much fun I have by myself as a single man with two cats. Um, wh- what about you, Marcus? Do you like having fun with a Coke Freestyle machine, or, or have you not had the pleasure yet? <laughs> um, I live in kind of a rural area. <clears throat> I, I think I, I have used a. 
Coke freestyle machine. There's one at a Wendy's, like, I don't know, like 40 something minutes away from me. <laughs> so it's I've a drive. A couple of times. It's a drive. Uh, I don't take it all that often, especially uh, now of days. But I have used it a couple times, and I don't think I've taken uh, the the concept of it to its fullest extent. Like it sounds like you have to, like like it sounds that you have, or you you do a fun suicide thing. I, I just I, I take the novelty of I'm a sprite guy. I like sprite. I'm not a Coke Zero guy. I I, I like sprite. So I'll get like the sprite with like the grape or whatever. And I, I, I try to, I, I feel like I've gotten like three or four different, like the Sprite with whatever. And I just drink that straight and try it. Cause that is a novelty. I've never had that. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, uh, you know, open a can of Sprite and squeeze a grape into it <laughs> at home. I, I need, to, I need to go to the Wendy's to have grape flavored, uh, like syrup in my Sprite. And, uh, I'll tell you, every time, it's never as satisfactory as <laughs> just a normal Sprite, I think, that you can get anywhere. That's fair. But it is a fun novelty, and I do I do enjoy those machines. I wish I had one closer to me, one that I could uh, play around with and really... Because if I had one of those uh, closer, I, 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 sky's the limit. I would, I'd be making the craziest shit you'd ever drink. I mean, to- tomorrow I'm going to the movie theater, most likely. I'm, I might go see that new Free Guy movie. Um, or Don't Breathe 2. Uh, or both. I don't know. I, again, I'm a single guy with two cats. I got nothing to do. Um, and I'm going to hit that Coke Freestyle machine. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do this time. I might go Coke Zero. I might go you know, Lemonade. I might, I might mix it up. But who knows? Maybe, maybe what I'll do. Maybe this will wrap up the segment. Um, what I, what I might do is do Coke Zero Lime Base with some Minute Maid lemonade on top. Mix those two together. Wonder what wonder what that'll taste like. Mm. You know, a Coke Zero that'd be good sugar that'd be drink good. with some sugar on top. That'll be wild, right? Um, but yeah. So what what are we tying this into? <laughs> what what part of the movie? Uh, 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 who who has the most agency in the movie? Who 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 gets to make their own choices, or does anybody have that really? I mean, everybody's kind of on this like well, predestinated path that they're kind of who is their roles in. Yeah, yeah. Who is the Coke freestyle of characters? Yeah. Um, hmm. is who feels it, like they have their own their own choice? Like who who feels like they have free will in this film? Maybe that's actually an interesting question. Uh, serpentine maybe her perhaps she's kind of a she's kind of a interesting in, figure interesting figure maybe yeah I, you know what that's my that's my pick uh, 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 serpentine is the coke freestyle of characters um I'll say I'll say uh, Mandy Moore. <laughs> How about that? Uh, I, I I like that pick. Uh, I have no, I have no way of uh, backing it up. I have no explanation. But how about Mandy Moore? Or or we can just tie this into um, consumerism, because a, as we talk, I'm looking at a, yeah a giant. Yes. I'm I'm looking at a giant. Fuck yes, I'm Marcello. At a giant logo of Popeyes uh, staring right back at me as we record. 
and uh, I'm watching the movie in the background and uh, just as much product placement. If you were to take a picture of my desk right now, you know, you'd see Popeyes, you'd see an uh, Annapurna booklets. I mean, I'm uh, I, I'm writing currently in a notebook um, that was given to me at a screening of Late Night. So yes, uh, <laughs> capitalism logos—they're everywhere. So how, how about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> okay, that's our that's our segment. That's it's called segment. Southland Ales. I don't think it was said that. I don't think that was said earlier. <laughs> but the name of it is Southland Ales. Uh, uh, there's no alcoholic drinks at a Coca-Cola freestyle, I think. But but uh, imagine you know, if we there were. Burn. Imagine if there were. Yeah. At at, at my uh, local Regal Theater. They have like these um, uh, 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 what do you call them? Like like slushy Coke, uh, Coke and um, what's the alcohol you put Coke in? Coke, uh, Coca Cola, rum, rum and Coke. Rum, yeah, rum. That, yeah. They, they have like these uh, frozen Coke rum machines. Like, oh, that's hmm. uh, that's pretty cool. But no, it, it, imagine how, how crazy. Okay, okay, I, I'm getting excited, Marcus. Maybe because I've also had a lot of caffeine. <laughs> Um, what alcohol would you would you mix into a Coke Zero drink? Like, if if you had your choice of alcohols and your choice of like soft drinks, what what's your Coke freestyle drink? Uh, so wait, so I, I I'm picking what alcohol would go best with Coke, or any any soft drink like any like a Sprite okay, or yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well we brought up Sprite already. So I don't know anything really about how different alcohols taste or what they go with. So uh, vodka sounds right. Vodka Sprite. That sounds like a drink that already exists. Uh, isn't there something called Seven and Seven? What's that? Why am I asking you? You don't know. Seven Minutes in Heaven, the game you play at parties. Uh, there's a there's a drink called. You seven- were telling me you play at parties. There's a there's a, there's a drink called Seven and Seven. It is a highball cocktail, a mixed alcohol drink containing uh, Seagram's Seven uh, Crown and Seven Up. So Seven Crown and Seven Up together. Uh, have you had what is, what is no Seven Crown? <laughs> no, what is Seven Crown? It's I, a it's a whiskey. I have apparently. no idea. Huh? Yeah, so whiskey and Seven Up. How do you feel about Seven Up? <laughs> um, uh, it's the. Uh, Sprite is the superior Seven Up. I feel they're, 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 they they fill similar roles. Um, people turn to Seven Up when they're sick. Uh, I say drink a Sprite. All right, let's move on. This is great shit. This is, awesome. <laughs> this is great. This is no. This is amazing. I love this. So, real one, chapter one, part one of Southland Tales. Are, yes. are, are we ready to dive in? Yes, please. Let's do it. That's first eleven minutes of the film. Here we go. Uh, let's let's hope we, we repeat ourselves from the first time we did this. Um, okay, mm-hmm. where do we start, Marcus? Uh, I'm well, sure. Take take the take the wheel. Let's uh, start where the film starts. Uh, down in little old Abilene, Texas. Well, actually, now, the, the film starts with the Universal logo. That's where it starts. 
Uh, it probably starts with a different logo before that one, doesn't it? No, it's Universal. No, it starts with a Universal logo. And then the Samuel Goldwyn. Okay, we get the Goldwyn Universal logo, and then logo. Samuel Goldwyn Films, uh, Destination Films, Cherry Road. Yeah, then oh, we go that's to right. Abilene, Texas. There we Abilene, go. Abilene, yes. Texas, Marcelo. Little old Abilene. Um, Marcelo, you are a Texas boy at heart. Yes, I'm a Texas uh, boy. You said I'm wearing Texas a, boy. I'm wearing a shirt that says Texas pure american on it <laughs> yeah don't mess with us and so uh Mar- but you you live in austin right <clears throat> i do i do live in austin texas I, I i i don't know anything about uh geography of of the texas state <laughs> but have you ever been to abilene I, I guess is my is my question have you ever been there or, or are you too afraid <laughs> of of going there and having a nuke explode uh, of, of nuclear warfare, uh, no, as foretold by Richard Kelly. Do you think Abilene has like some type of like a uh, 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 monument or plaque or something that says, "Hey, we were featured in the film Southland Tales"? Do you think Abilene has that? I would bet money that it does not. Oh, but I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. I, I, but that 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 might be something that we need to get you to do, Marcella. One one of these days is. Uh, take a day trip out to Abilene and scour the streets for any reference to the film Southland Tales. I mean, it's only three hours and fifty-two minutes away. Um, I think I think I can pull that off. I mean, uh, uh, I from Austin, Texas, to my hometown and the Gulf Coast. It's a it's a four-hour drive, and I, I, I Texas is a huge place. If you were to drive, Marcus, four hours, let's say west, where'd you end up? I would probably end up in whatever state is to the west of me, <laughs> Nebraska. Nebraska? Okay. No, no. Um, maybe in South Dakota, more on the. I didn't realize this was a hard one, question. One of those two places. <laughs> I, I, I hey man. My 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 point was, um, I have to drive like eight hours to get out of Texas. It's it's a big state, so I I've been to um, the west West Texas. Um, I may have driven through Abilene. I may have driven past it. Uh, it's right up near uh, Arlington and, and Dallas, kind of. San Angelo. I've been to San Angelo. Um, but I imagine it's uh, it's one of those small Texas towns where it's like, uh, I mean, you were saying before, you live in a place that's kind of rural. I imagine Abilene is a little bit rural. Um, do we know if uh, 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 he sh- actually shot that? In Abilene, uh, this this first part. Yeah, I do know a little bit about that. I I, I don't believe he did. Um, I think this was so from a story I read about the <clears throat> about the making of the film. Uh, this so this this first scene is like <clears throat> it starts in Abilene, Texas, and it's uh, it's following uh, a big Fourth uh, of July celebration in the the in the town. Like kids have are playing around with squirt guns and it's a very like handheld camera, uh, realistic feel of, uh, <clears throat> what it was like to be there on that day. And, uh, and then suddenly a nuke goes off. Uh, what was your question? Oh no, they did not film this. <laughs> they did not film this in Texas. They filmed it. Uh, this was the first thing they filmed actually for the film. They, they went to Richard Kelly's hometown, I believe. Uh, and yes. he just like, 
got a few child actors to carry around cameras and play around with people. And they threw like a fake, uh, 4th of July barbecue and invited everybody in the town to come and, uh, be unpaid extras in a movie that may or may not happen. Cause he did this like with his own, with his own money before he even had funding for the film Southland tales. He just wanted to film this to have it, I think. And, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, gorilla style. Yeah, gorilla style. Um, King now, Kong. Okay, yes, exactly. Um, how do you feel about this opening, Marcus? Does it does it does it does it give you uh, a good entry into the world of Southland Tales? Like, is it? Uh, could be. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest with you before you answer that question because I'm going to answer it. Now we've we've already recorded a few episodes, right? This part of the movie, the first uh, few minutes where we see this, like uh, you know, uh, I wrote down Cloverfield. Uh, I'm assuming that's uh, you know, this is what I meant, you know, like a kind of like a you know yeah. Blair Witch Project sort of like vibe. That this is this was when I think of South Tales, this never comes to mind. I never really this part never really uh, sticks in my mind. Right, um, and I don't know. I, I don't know why that is because it's. I think it's an it's a it's an effective opening, but I just never tend to think about it when I think about Southland Tales. What about you? I I agree with you. Um, it 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 is something like I kind of always forget it happens. Like I start the movie and then I'm like, oh yeah, this 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 has to happen. This this weird couple minutes of uh, uh, found footage. It, it, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, Signs, uh, the like oh, yeah. found footage segment in Signs. Uh, I don't know. I always get those vibes off of it. Um, all of those are more memorable. I think I, I agree with you. It's not very memorable, but it, it does kind of ground the film. What you're about to see, it it makes uh, everything seem uh, kind of dire and uh, serious up front. I think it's kind of effective at doing that. Yeah, it, it's it's effective, and then. Uh, oh wait, do we want to talk about any any more? Do we want to mention more? No, I, I think um, told the told yeah. what that story was, but the the the, the it transitions from that uh, <clears throat> the 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 twin nuclear attacks. One of them was in uh, Abilene, which is what we saw, and the other nuke drops in El Paso. Have you El Paso? Have you ever <laughs> been there, Marcelo? I've not been to El Paso. Um, I believe I said that exact same thing. I, I think I believe on the first recording of this, I also said El Paso when they made fun of me. <laughs> I don't know why my brain did, does that. Does that because that's not how I say it normally. I will, I will check um, the tape. Um, oh, remember I said that Texas is a big state, so I said I'm four hours away from Abilene. I'm yeah. eight and a half hours away from El Paso. <laughs> Dear God, I know, wow. right? Uh, El Paso is at the very, very, very tip. Uh, uh, of the western um, point of Texas, so yeah, mm-hmm. and Austin is like kind of like in the mid center ish. So yeah, it, it, it's far away, El Paso. It's it's basically two states away from any other regular state. And compared to I any feel like other if I drove state. eight hours in Iowa, I could like loop the entire state and yeah, come back home. Exactly, which yeah. is like in the center of the state. <laughs> Texas and, and 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 you can you can quote me on this. Texas should be split up into four states. There's no reason it should be this big. No reason. You know, make 
Dallas, uh, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Make them the capitals of four different states, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Just, just break this shit up. Um, yeah. But anyway, El Paso. No, never been. Never been that far west. Sure. We transitioned from Abilene and the the horrible atrocities seen the, the how many people fall, died, and then we oh so many, and we get the, this we get this uh, news footage. We go immediately to like cable news footage, a wall of uh, different screens, all uh, portraying different things. One screen has uh, a newswoman explaining. Uh, talking about fallout from the attacks. Uh, one screen just has a couple of screens just have advertisements for uh, Budweiser and uh, various products like this. Uh, very important themes: advertising and violence and such. Uh, nuclear warfare for the film, uh, all being established right here. There's uh, it, it takes us through like a timeline of events in 2005. There's fighting taking place in Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, North Korea. We're in full-blown World War III. The U.S. has been uh, cut off from uh, the Middle Eastern oil uh, on which it relies, and new new energy sources are having to be found. Um, There's videos of uh, elephants having sex. Uh, That's kind of funny. Uh, what else? Anything else here you you want to say, Marcelo? Uh, I, I anything 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 noteworthy to say about this? Like, I I think to your point of like the last thing you said, that's kind of an effective way of um getting information out because uh, it's more it feels more real. It feels more uh, that 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 found footage. It feels uh, relatable. This is a lot harder, I think. Um, to follow, uh, it doesn't establish its information all that well, but I think that's kind of the point of it. Like, like it's kind of like satirizing like uh, cable news and uh, uh, information overload that we we have at any given time, and it's kind of giving us all this insane crucial information to the movie. Almost all of this that you see here, the establishing of the of the neo Marxists, uh, the the uh, funding of uh, fluid karma, all uh, boxer Santeros, all, all this stuff is uh, the the election. All this stuff is like very crucial to the plot of the movie, but it all goes by so fast and relies on you kind of already having this information <laughs> to to be able to piece all, piece it together. I feel like I, I think on a first time viewing. Nobody is going to get anything from this couple minutes because it's kind of dry. It's kind of boring. It's just weird. Like what what's happening? They're throwing so much information at you at once. I don't know how you can uh, latch on to any of it. But uh, I don't know. Do you feel that same way, Marcel? Well, mm, I, I I think I'm trying to go back to me. You know, pre uh, reading the prequel novel and doing this deep dive and like. Like to your point, like there's so much information being thrown at you. I think when I first watched this, I was like, okay, I'm just going to grasp onto like the the bigger points and not focus on like the smaller details. Um, which, by the way, uh, we're we're like like thirty percent through this movie now, having having recorded those other chapters. But there's still points where I'm like just confused still, right? So mm-hmm. I was even more so just. I guess confused isn't the right word. Just 
take take things as they are. Didn't don't really didn't need to dive into them. So I guess my point is like I I, I this information dump is an information dump, but I didn't take everything in. And having read the comic now and and all that, and this opening references the comic. It has those um, chapters, uh, uh, you know, in 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 the info, in the infograph, you know, chapters one, two, and three. And by the way, if you don't know what the fuck those are, I mean, how confused are you? Um, you're like, what what, what, <laughs> yeah. what does that mean? The yeah. road diverged, fingerprints, <laughs> the mechanic. What what is that? And and you see uh, 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 screenshots of the comic too in this. In, in this information dump um but yeah it's, I, I i i still get it i understand more of it and yet um i don't know like ah, uh, it's it's fine like i'm like okay fine i i, I kind of wish and and the cons kind of i know doesn't have all this right uh, and I, I i i remember seeing the cons cut some of it and the opening for sure it's different but I don't know. I, I guess by the end of all this, I'll make my final decision on whether it was the right choice or not. I, I might just prefer the cons cut because the cons cut doesn't have this information dump. So I don't know. I, I'm fine with it. I, it, I know why they did it, uh, but I like how they did it. Like you're saying, it is like a very much like 24 hour uh, news channel sort of thing, and um, I get it. I get it. It's fine. Okay. I don't know why I'm angry at it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah um yeah so what's the crucial information we're in world war ii we've been nuked uh we are cut off from uh foreign oil we have to establish a new uh a new form of energy uh that's created by somebody named uh baron von westphalen who has created something called fluid karma which uh harnesses like the same mechanics that make the ocean work work to create like this kind of Wi-Fi signal of energy uh, powering up anything within its radius. Um, By the way, this is all still the information dump. This is all still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is all the, just the crucial information is interstate travel has been restricted. uh, So states are becoming more uh, fractured. Uh, The, the Republicans hold, uh, a vast majority of uh, the House and the Senate. Um, and they have used that to uh, further wars. Um, the neo-Marxists have been created. They're kind of a counter-terrorist uh, group um, uh, inside of the U.S. opposed to the government. Um, they, we are on the brink. Uh, it, we're in 2008 now. Uh, we're on the brink of a... Uh, presidential race uh, between Elliot Frost and Clinton Lieberman. Um, and uh, we get uh, introduced to uh, our main man, Boxer Santeros. He is a famous actor with ties to the Republican Party. He's married to uh, Frost's uh, daughter, the vice president-to-be's daughter. Um but he's been missing for the last few days. He was last seen driving into the desert. Um, and he got picked up by Fortunio Balducci and his memory was erased and he's been taken to, by the way, yes, now. Jesus Christ, this is still the information dump. Yeah. 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 This, this is all the shit that's being set up here. Like, like, like I said, like there is no way on a first viewing that you could ever, 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 uh, take in all this information and, 
have it to be used uh, while you're watching the movie to make sense of things. Like it, this is, this is, and I think Richard Kelly would know that. I think this is like purely maybe something the studio forced him to do. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. Or uh, just, I don't know. But, yeah. but, but why? But yeah, yeah, this is, I'm still confounded that right after the information dump, right after the title, South End Tales, right? Yeah. It starts with chapter four. Uh, what, yeah. what uh, what's it called? Chapter four or something. Yeah. Uh, temptation. Uh, temptation waits. waits. Temptation waits. Which uh, I believe I have sourced what that is, and it's a song by the band Garbage. But ah. I don't know why it's called that because uh, like chapter five is called Memory Gospel. No, chapter five is called wait. No, chapter five is called Memory Gospel, which is a song that's in the movie by Moby. Chapter six is called Wave of Mutilation, which is a song that's in the movie by. Uh, pixies and this is called temptation waits it's a song that is not in the movie not on the soundtrack not anything by the band garbage i assume that's what it's referencing but i don't know why it's called that i tried like reading the lyrics of the song i, I didn't really now, parse anything from it do we it sounds like it would fit into the movie but that's that's about all i got do we think it might be in the prequel prequel comic Maybe, maybe Marcus, just reread that entire prequel comic and see if um, Temptation Waits. Yeah, genuinely, is in the that's that's a good that's a good possibility. That 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 that, that could be. Maybe there's yeah. reference to it or something. Yeah. Uh, or we just we have to wait for Richard Kelly's um, uh, yeah. uh, Seth Tales prequel movie for that song to make an appearance. Um, but um, we have kind of a. Uh, Kind of jumped ahead a little bit, but we, we, we got to, uh, what's his name? Boxer waking up on the beach. He finds this like ball that seems to be leading him somewhere. Uh, we'll yeah. talk more about those later. Um, I, 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 uh, I think, I think we discussed what they were in the commentary we did. Yeah. In the commentary we, we brought, know? we brought it up and through the course of this series, we talk about it. I forget when we really talked about it. Maybe well, I think we brought up in the commentary. And we said, "Okay, we'll keep it on it when we do the chapters." And I think in chapter yeah. one, I think you was it here that you revealed what they were. Okay, I'm so confused. Just say it, Mark. Okay, so, okay. First I feel off, like I said it in the commentary, but I'll just say it again. Yeah, first off, I'll say. Uh, these ba- the, uh, uh, yeah. Let me say before you reveal the origin of these balls, I'll just say I remember whether it, whether it was in the commentary or somewhere else. Me saying, what's with that ball, right? And it, like you said, it shows up on the beach. It shows up um, when uh, Boxer is um, at his uh, sink in the bathroom, uh, like really quick, like 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 yeah, like, like half the like uh, not even fully in frame, just like at the corner of the frame, you see the ball. Um, but I was like, you know, is is it? It must be something super like important. In terms of like the plots, like in, in, there must have been so much yeah. thought put into it. Richard Kelly is a genius, like leaving these breadcrumbs for us to find. And he, uh, you know, uh, what what exactly is behind the ball thing? So, and Marcus has the answer. Yeah. Okay. So these these balls, uh, the, the the behind the scenes story is that uh, Richard Kelly was at a party with. Uh, uh, Todd Berger, he's an actor in this film. Uh, he plays uh, Bing Zimmerman, the guy who gets his uh, thumb cut off for the cause and later gets ran over by uh, 
Sherry O'Terry's character. Anyway, he was at a party with uh, that guy, or at that guy's house, I believe, and they were playing uh, bocce ball, and uh, Todd just has these uh, glowing bocce balls that uh, Richard was fascinated by, and he just thought they were so cool (laughs) that he decided to put them into the movie, and they have become this kind of like weird... Like he said, breadcrumb, breadcrumb trail that Boxer is following throughout the entire thing. Like, and I and I think we had like questions of whether was this an idea that he always had, and he just finally found the perfect thing, or yeah, did he just find right. these? Did he just find these? Think they were cool and uh, found a way to fit them into the movie? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um. So yeah, we get the bo- we, we, yeah. Uh, boxer wakes up, finds the bocce ball, and then we uh, go to pilot Abilene. Um, he's patrolling the Los Angeles beaches with his uh, gigantic sniper rifle. Um, he's reading from the Book of Revelations. Um, he misquotes the 1925 T.S. Eliot poem, "The Hollow Men." He says, "This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends." Uh, not with a whimper, but with a bang. Uh, in the real poem, that's reversed, not with a bang, but with a whimper. And uh, that that's kind of a very important line to the movie, I think, a very uh, iconic uh, thing that they've kind of made their own through this, because like, it was taken from a poem from the 20s, but uh, who knows that, right? No. Now it's a Richard Kelly movie. Exactly. Richard Kelly wrote that, bitch. Yeah, Richard Kelly wrote it. T.S. <laughs> Fuck you, T.S. Eliot. Uh, Leaves a grass my um, ass. <laughs> yeah so uh i'm sure and i think that's about uh the important information like before the title card and uh now we're gotten to the title card temptation waits chapter four and you realize star wars and you're seeing just the first <laughs> you're seeing you're starting in media res halfway through the film do you think, Marcus, this is better than Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. I don't like Star Wars. I don't care that much about Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars. This is my Star Wars. You don't Tales. care for Star Wars. Or is it you don't care for it? You don't care about it? Why don't you like Star Wars? I just have no real connection to the series, I guess. Like, I, I saw them as a kid. I, I went to one, two, and three in theaters. I watched, like, VHSs of four five and six and i thought they were cool and stuff but uh now i've never latched on to it um i played like some of the games and had toys and stuff but i i never it never uh has held that kind of big of a place in my mind like it has for so many people uh, that's about all there is to it i have nothing really against it other than you know how it is now we're like uh, just tons of it happening all the time and Disney and stuff like that. That's kind of a bummer and it pushes me farther away from it. But imagine yeah. if Southland tells had the same impact as star Wars. We imagine what, what would be okay. Let's say you are this mega corporation. You're either Disney or Amazon or whatever, uh, Netflix universal. Uh, actually let's say you're universal. And you, you're like, oh, yeah. South End Tales is a hot property. We want to franchise this. We want to make this uh, uh, its own limited series TV show. What, what would be your pitch, Marcus, for a Mandalorian-style 
limited series TV show uh, in the South Antilles uh, universe. That's, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I think there's probably interesting stuff to be found with uh, Kevin Smith's character. Like uh, he's, he's barely in the movie, but he's like through the comic we learn, he's like the dungeon master. Like he treats the real life as if it's like a D and D game. And uh, he has kind of dealings with the U S government and the military and kind of feels like he's putting pieces in place. Like maybe there's something more with, uh, with him. Maybe he has other stories to tell or, uh, or, uh, also the Westphalens. I mean, what else have they invented? What else went on in their testings? Um, but uh, you say Mandalorian that, that kind of brings like a tough guy image to my mind. Um, and so I'll say Fortunio Balducci. I think maybe <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever pimping he did in the past. Maybe there's some interesting stories to tell there. So a, it doesn't it doesn't fit exactly. I don't think, but a spinoff starring Will Sasso. Uh, yeah, and we just call it um, Balducci. Mm-hmm. The Balducci. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. You have been greenlit. Yeah. Put this. Uh, okay. Now, okay. S- second question, follow up. You can't put Richard Kelly uh, in charge of this thing. You, you, for some reason, you have to give it to another director. Who would it be? A, a John Favreau huh. type who will will take this yeah. and spin it off. Yeah. We'll say in this universe, John Favreau isn't available just to make Let, this. Let's uh, say on me, in I this guess. universe, John Favreau is dead. <laughs> he passed away <laughs> tragic tragic uh, uh incidents uh in 2014 uh i don't even want to get into the graphic detail of how he passed away but yeah sure. in this in this alternate universe he is dead so you can't pick john favreau oh by the we're way not, uh, by the way not, uh, Vi- by the way vince vaughn also dead they both died in the same accident okay continue sure sure what about uh <laughs> What about a uh, Robert Rodriguez? Okay, that's good. Maybe yeah, get yeah. some, get some, uh, get some like stylish uh, violence and exploitation in there. I like it. I think yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. It sounds good. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna greenlight this uh, for five seasons. So, good job. Great. Awesome. Where were we? So, temptation waits. Um, I should, we'll, we'll keep that in mind, see if we think that ties into anything in the movie. But uh, we go to, uh, we're outside of a, a brand new U.S. ident facility that's being built in Hermosa Beach, California. Um, there's people protesting outside. U.S. ident kills puppies, one sign reads. Yes on 69, Prop 69. Important to the film. Um, inside, they are like doing an unveiling uh, ribbon-cutting ceremony. Uh, Bobby Frost, the vice president uh, candidate, um, he is uh, cutting the ribbon for the facility that will be his wife, Nana Mae Frost's um, uh, place of work. <laughs> She's like the head of it. And uh, it's called UPU5. These, This is like a... This is like a big uh, information gathering facility. They have... Uh, a lot of workers, uh, 
on cameras watching, I guess, Hermosa Beach or the surrounding areas, uh, scouring everything, looking for supposed uh, neo-Marxist activity and other terrorist activity. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of that entire scene. Uh, just just opening the place. I, I I have it written down here in my notes that I I saw another ball in the UPU five offices. I oh, do yeah. not remember where that ball is, but uh, apparently it's in there. Maybe it's in Nana's office, perhaps. Uh, I um, I will I will I will look through uh, the footage right now. I'm playing, I'm playing the footage in the background. Let's uh, let's see if we can spot it. Um, yeah, so golden scissors. Yeah, the ribbon cutting is happening. Oh yeah, there it is uh, in Nana where? May's office. Ah, uh, okay. In Nana May's office. Yeah, there's just like a big glowy ball behind her desk. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. interesting. Between her desk and one of the TVs. Interesting. There you go. Um, um, so that's, yeah, so that, that's a scene. That's mm-hmm. a fun. That's a fun game we're playing throughout this entire series. Uh, <laughs> find find the bocce balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is fun. A little scavenger hunt for us. I'm having uh, so much scavenger fun. Hunts, uh, scavenger hunts. Scavenger uh, hunts play into the plot of this movie. That's that's where uh, boxer went missing. I think he went to a scavenger hunt. And that was like the last time they found him, and he got mixed up with. Uh, Wait, is that is that what happened? Kevin Smith's character. Yeah, forgot. it's this big scavenger hunt on the beach, right? Yeah, that Remember was that? in the uh, prequel uh, comic. Yeah, you know, scavenger hunt. Have you been on a scavenger hunt, Marcus? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Okay, me neither. <laughs> I I can't say that I have. Kind of sounds like uh, fun, though, right? I guess as a child looking around for Easter eggs, did your family hide Easter eggs? We did that. Yeah, I think every family does that, Marcus. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a scavenger hunt, so we're liars. So, uh, moving on, Boxer, he has amnesia. He is with Krista Kapowski in her apartment, right? Now... They're watching the film. What are they watching? Go on, Marcel. They're watching the film Kiss Me Deadly. Kiss Me Deadly. Any insight on that film? No, let's move on. Cool. No, I'm joking. When we first recorded this, uh, I th- I think it was in the commentary that I brought it up. I'm like, "What movie is that?" And then, did I watch it by the by that by by the time we we, we first recorded this? I don't remember. I, I think you had, yeah. Yeah, I'll just say, uh, it's. I'm glad I watched it. It's. I think it's really good. It's a really good noir. Um, having watched more noir since then, I think it's. It's fitting that Kelly would put that uh, as a uh, reference, um, direct reference. Like he shows, I mean, uh, uh, um, Krista now, uh, Krista Kapowski, she watches, she's watching it, right? Oh, she's actually like looking to the side and smoking, uh, looking very cool as it plays in the background. Yeah. They lay down on the bed and they start watching they it. They watch it, right? Um, you haven't seen it, right, Marcus? Um, I have not, no. I, I, um, I, I think we do need to sit down and watch it um, together, uh, side by side, yeah. um, right next to each other, uh, to watch this movie. I, we have talked off mic about doing an episode or episodes about the, uh, the, the, fl- the films that influenced Richard Kelly, and this is on that list. Um, yeah, this is one of the more important ones to this film specifically because it, uh, like Boxer's character apparently is like very, he was told to study, um, 
uh, Dwayne Johnson was told to study uh, a character in Kiss Me Deadly. I'm not sure who exactly. Maybe Marcella, you would know. I'm assuming it's the having seen the movie. Yeah, uh, because I will, I will, I will, uh, I won't dive deep into it, but I'll just say the plot revolves around um, this this guy who gets uh, tangled up in this web of like um, deceit. Uh, I think there's like an international uh, 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 hunt. A scavenger hunt, you could say, for this box. Um, I'm not going to say what's in the box, but a lot of people want this box. And he is like a very, uh, what's the word? Like, like he's basically kind of like the uh, who uh, Boxer Santeros is playing. Uh, he's, he's like a Jericho Kane type. Uh, so, yes, very much influential. I guess pointedly so in South End Tales. Uh, uh, and also like you know Richard Kelly, so yes, I can definitely see Jericho Kane being you know uh, um, patterned after the lead and Kiss Me Deadly. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Boxer lays down in the bed with Krista. Um, they are talking. Uh, they've got their screenplay, The Power, which is one of the more important plot points of the movie. That screenplay that supposedly foretells the future that uh, Kristen now uh, wrote and Boxer edited, I guess. I don't know. How, I don't know how his name is also on the screenplay, but but they're trying to get it adapted into a feature film, uh, not really knowing the 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 true power of the power. Um, and uh, Krista says the word stigmata. Uh, yeah, what does that mean? To I I don't I don't I'm trying to figure that out. What 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 what's reference or what, how does that fit fit in? Because I guess well we know it fits in to the very end of the movie when that happens. The end of the end of the movie, the he like bleeds through his shirt. Spoiler the alert. Christ image. Yeah. Yeah. But why does she say I here? Guess, right. I don't know. I do not know. I really don't even. Is it know, as foreshadowing? I guess. Is uh, uh, remind me? Does stigmata happen in the in, in the power in the screenplay? It does. the 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 screenplay it's explained because I when we, we saw Dwayne Johnson's like chest there in that last scene. He has a bunch of like uh, um, different like religious symbols. There's a star of David around his belly button there is a uh, different uh religious symbols tattooed all across his body that that is a thing that ties into the the power a little bit um there's a scene where this the character that equates to serpentine is uh tattooing jericho kane with all these uh different um religious symbols because she is curious and wants to know and thinks that at the time of whatever event happens, one of these tattoos will reveal itself to belong to the one true religion and stand out. So I guess that's, we see that at the end of the movie where the face of Jesus bleeds through his shirt. And so I guess uh, Christianity is the one true religion, according to one Richard Kelly. Now, <laughs> uh, and and you can quote us on that. Now, yeah, they're watching. T- they're watching Kiss Me Deadly, 
and she says stigmata, right? Now, I'm trying to... I don't remember, because it's been a while since I've seen Kiss Me Deadly, but do you think there's a reference to stigmata in Kiss Me Deadly? Well, you, you wouldn't know. know. Are Actually, you saying that there is? Uh, I have no idea. Because uh, that scene in the movie they're watching, it's like the first like five minutes of the movie. Um, our lead character in Kiss Me Deadly picks up a woman uh, on the side of the road, and I don't remember their conversation really. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought up Stigmata in that conversation. So who knows? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I need to rewatch Kiss Me Deadly. I need to. Uh, we we need to answer this riddle by the time we get to the end of this because uh, 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 write that down, Marcus. Stigmata. Yeah. Question mark. Uh, or it could just be again just heavy-handed foreshadowing. You know, one of the characters just says stigmata out of yeah. nowhere, really, and then that happens at the end of the movie. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe it's uh, hidden in the hidden in the the screenplay, the the actual screenplay of this movie. Maybe it's explained in there. Anyway, uh, we'll have to get our hands on that. Yes. So we cut from that scene with a uh, boxer and Krista to a tank rolling on the beach with the hustler logo painted on it. Uh, very funny. Ha ha ha. Um, no, it is funny. <laughs> I think it actually is funny. Not trying to make it. it, it, it I, I don't know if you can tell uh, folks listening to this. It's hard uh, for us to go back through this and pretend <laughs> that we didn't already talk about this. And although we're not by, pretending by the time, <laughs> by the time we had, uh, recorded this i had done so much research and it was all fresh in my mind and now we are boy eight weeks later and i don't remember a lick of it and i'm kind of just going based on my notes and like a couple rewatches of the scene i'm i'm, I'm hoping i can't be expected to do uh, i know more work listen i uh, we're gonna do another commentary and and by the time yeah. all of this is over uh the, the the chapters are covered we do another commentary I'm pretty sure we'll get we'll, we'll hit on everything, okay? Um, yeah, I'm not necessarily worried. Uh, I think we're covering. I think we're doing a good job, Marcus. Uh, you know, self check. I think we're doing a good job. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> out on the beach, there is a uh, we, we we. This is oh, like the end by the of way. Hey, section. hey, shut up. Oh wait, hey, hey, hey. You know what? Uh, 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 oh wait, did okay. Boxer already woke up. This was a point yeah. I made. I just remembered. You know, now, now, now I'm worried that we're not covering everything we covered in the first first time we did this. I, I don't think we are. I, I remember writing down all these like, uh, uh, like little details that happened on the screens and stuff. I, I, we're missing them. I keep blowing by. I know. Them. Okay, so anyway. one one detail I want to point out that I know I made. I I I know I said this. Um, fuck. Hold on. Let me rewind it. Uh, when when Boxer wakes up on the beach. Uh, on the oh, maybe I said this actually during the commentary. <laughs> I don't remember, but if I'm <laughs> if I'm if I'm repeating myself, then fuck you. Uh, I'm talking to the listener. Yeah. Uh, when he wakes up, uh, when I have the subtitles on, uh, it says I'm actually playing it right now. Uh, give me a second, folks. Uh, how's everybody doing? You guys doing okay? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, jets flying over in dream, inaudible, inaudible dialogue, um, missile striking in dream. So, 
Do you remember any of this, Marcus? Do you remember? Um, yeah, yeah, I do remember you bringing this up. I think I was confused about it at the time, but yeah, no, I I remember become I remember thinking of a logical answer for this, but uh, continue. Yeah, that's that's basically it. that's all I remember is me yeah. bringing up this point and saying. Uh, so the, what did it say again exactly? So it said, as boxer uh, boxer was asleep when we see him on the beach. And he wakes up. He's not awoken by like the waves or anything. He's awoken by a yeah. dream he's having of of uh, war, yeah. of missiles yeah. striking, and and I, I think what my I think what the the idea I was I was thinking of, and then and then you'll 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 back this up or either say whatever you're gonna say, is like is this is this boxer's connection with um uh 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 uh, 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 uh what's his name Private Roland uh, Taverner. Uh, Sean William Scott's character, like yeah. they connected somehow, and that's all I was going to say. So, what are you going to say, Marcus? Yeah, so that that's exactly it. Is they are connected because we know that uh, from the graphic novel, um, Boxer has been uh, being injected. Boxer and Roland both have been being injected with uh, fluid karma uh, as test subjects for the U.S. Army, and uh, we know that. Um, uh, users who have injected uh, fluid karma, one of the side effects is they uh, they start having some kind of uh, telepathic psych- psycho connection uh, with each other, and so like perhaps what we're hearing there, those explosions and something and such, are um, either one of uh, Roland's dreams while he's in his drugged out haze in the. Uh, in the warehouse where he's being stored, or it's uh, uh, like a live thing that Boxer is hearing from another soldier in Afghanistan who has been drugged. Um, we don't know, uh, but but that, that that's probably the explanation of it, right? Yeah, I, that that makes sense. I, I think I think we I think we have conclusively put one mystery to bed. There you go. Um, and it's and it's one that after multiple watches I have never noticed. You're the first person to ever tell me about this, and uh, I'm glad we. That that's just a microcosm of why we're doing this journey is to uh, try to find these answers. Like that, we need we need we we're having guests come on and tell us interesting viewpoints and things that they notice, and they're all, and some of them are like brand new to me. And even though I've watched this movie dozens of times, I call it my favorite movie. And Marcella's watched it uh, twice, and <laughs> <No>. and so <laughs> and we, uh, but yeah, we're, we're we're coming together to solve these mysteries, and uh, I think the last mystery happening here is uh, the explanation of fluid karma out on the beach of uh, the Westphalens, uh, the Wizard Baron played by Wallace Shawn. He's being interviewed by his uh, or with his staff on the ocean. Uh, his staff being Doctor Soberin X. <laughs> Um, Dr. Inga von Westphalen, uh, Serpentine, and Dr. Katarina Kunzler. And uh, they're, they're just giving a press interview about uh, what fluid karma is. Uh, he explains that it's working on the same principles that uh, have the, uh, that allow the ocean to move and like kind of harnessing the power of the ocean to uh, uh, create this uh, Wi-Fi-like energy signal that uh, powers up a grid of machinery. And I believe that is it for the scene. I don't know if you had anything to say there. Uh, no, I mean, it's, 
I think uh, I think I think we covered it. I, I think you covered it, Marcus. Like there's yeah. there's not yeah. much happening in that interview portion before uh, the chapter stops for, for the next chapter. No, um, yeah, there's not. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I'll I'll admit, uh, and I may have said this before, but like that fluid karma stuff. Um, it's it's it reading the prequel comic definitely helps expand that out. Um, what exactly it is and does um i guess that's th- those are my thoughts as we end this chapter is i'm glad we, yeah. we we read that that comic even though i know you famously said you don't you don't care for it you you you, you would have uh, rather not have read it and you would have not uh, hey you- hey and now two episodes after i made that statement i'm here to recant that statement and say uh, now that I have a physical copy of it and I've spent some more time kind of going through it, um, I, 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 I take that back. I think it is interesting and adds stuff to the world. Like I, I literally, one of my least favorite things about it was that it explained, uh, what exactly happened, uh, with Roland Tavener and, uh, pilot Abilene in Iraq, uh, in Fallujah. And, uh, it turns out Literally, while I was rewatching this first segment today, that's explained in this first segment, and I've never noticed it. Where they explain that pilot uh, have went uh, got uh, injured uh, the facial scars because of uh, friendly fire from a grenade, a shrapnel that went into his face. That that's literally explained in the movie, and I've never noticed it. So you know what? No, I I, I take it back. I think the the graphic novel is good for fans of this film, people who want to learn more. So we're not going to have that out there anymore. <laughs> I don't agree. It's good. It's uh, I take it back. Now I'm sorry to everybody who I offended. Now I just remembered you and I, I think <laughs> half joking, half seriously, more seriously said, "Don't read that comic." Like in episode four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and look like. If you are anything but the most diehard fan of this film, you don't need to read it. You can watch. I I would highly recommend watching the film six more times before you read that. Oh, but if you are at that point, go ahead and read it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Other than the arts kind of lackluster. When I, when when I, sorry, when I said episode four, I meant chapter four. So in the future, in a future episode, which we recorded like last week. We, we, we both kind of said to our guest on that episode, don't read that comic. S- save yourself time. <laughs> but that, that, yeah. that's kind of what you're saying now. Like, if, if, you're, if you want more, there it is. It is available yeah. to buy through that website, uh, which I, I, have you, did you have it written down, that website again? Or, yeah, you know what? It's, it's not that hard to find, actually. It's graffiti Designs. There you go. Um, At- graffiti's spelled weird, but it's yeah. Graffiti Designs. I'm sure if you type in Graffiti Designs, South End Tales prequel comic, it'll pop up. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to like end up um, uh, on, a- on an Amazon page that says it's like $500 or some shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Which Don't do not- give in to eBay. No. It, it, it is still available in print. Do Dubai. not pay more than the list price, okay, for yeah. that prequel comic. For love of God, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm with you, uh, Marcus. Like I, I don't regret it. Oh, actually, I've always been on the positive side. Actually, remember, yeah, 
I, I've always said like, yeah, you liked it at the time. Yeah, you thought I, what I was saying at the time was kind of ridiculous. And I agree in hindsight. Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to get that. I said it. I want to get that point across. Okay. Um, yeah. And again, we're recording this after we've done two, three and four. And Marcus, uh, really, you, you, you really amp up your anger at that prequel comic in the next episode. So, so, so just be warned listeners. I do. I don't remember. I'm just, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. okay, folks. Um, okay, I think we're done, right? Folks, I think that's it for this episode. I think we have done a kind of lackluster job in <laughs> trying to re-talk about what we've already talked about in greater detail. But you know, look, my our future episodes will not be this way. They are more focused. They are more researched. We have more to say. I apologize for the... For the weird way that this episode has gone. Marcus. Richard Kelly, if you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, Marcelo, go on. Do you want to do Please. this again? Let's do this again. No. <laughs> Take three. No, this is it. This is it. No, this well, is what, it. What, what we should do now, I have my section, my part of the recording saved, right? Mm. Your part of the recording from that first time we did this is gone. What, I, what, what I suggest we do is I'm going to play um, my part of the recording and you react to it for right. for the entire uh, uh, episode. So you'll just be reacting to what I say. And I'm sure if we do that, we'll have the same exact episode we did the first time, right? There, there would be no problem, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll remember exactly what I said uh, yeah. during that first episode, and I'll be able to mimic it exactly. Yeah. So I'll. And then nobody will ever have to hear this. I'll, I'll put that. Uh, I'll put that at the tail end of this episode. The whole thing. Yeah. So. Well, well, here, let's just say it. We'll we're, we're going to end this episode here right now, and then we're going to get into that episode uh, right after that. Yeah. Oh. So let, let's let's wrap this up right now. Let's, yeah. But, let's yeah, say but the ending. Before we do that, plugs. Follow Gunk Blader on Twitter, uh, G U N K B L A D R. Uh, follow me on TikTok at Marcel J Pico. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time for Real Two, uh, Chapter Two, Part Two of Southland Tales, um, where it'll be a great episode. We've already done it. Great guest on there. I'm not gonna say who it is, but they're amazing, and that episode's amazing. Much better than this one. Um, any last words, Marcus? Uh, no, I just want to remind, I just want to let everybody out there, uh, have this <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just want to tell everybody out there that they should have a, a nice, nice apocalypse. apocalypse. Good night, everybody. Yeah. back just kidding we got you we got, you it we got over, hey you? we fooled you, you. The show was over no look at the runtime there's at least an yeah. hour left <laughs> you said you heard you heard us say goodbye you reached for your phone and then saw wait there's still two and a half hours left. how's that, <laughs> that possible you're like hey it's time to put on uh Conan O'Brien needs a friend, or it's time to put right. on the Doughboys. Office ladies. Office ladies. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to uh, Jenna Fisher and uh, Angela uh, Kenzie. Is that her name? Uh, talk about the Office. Sounds right. Those classic episodes. 
Um, have you have you listened to that show, Marcus? Have we talked about this before on Mike Office Ladies? Is that <laughs> Office Ladies? No, I haven't. I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's cool they're doing it, but I, I mean, know. I'm I listen, not that big of an office guy. I love The Office. I do. Um, but I, I, I get people that say, hey, it's maybe too too, too much, too overblown. But I don't know. I, I, I certainly, at the time, it was like my favorite thing in the world for like the first five or six seasons. Whenever oh, yeah. Michael left and then it kind of went downhill a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Worse, yeah. I thought. And, and it's, but, one, it's one I don't tend to revisit that often. But when I do re- revisit those, those episodes, I, I do get a kick out of them. Um, but I listened to maybe the first season of, of, cause like on the office ladies and yes, this is an ad for office ladies on the office ladies show. <laughs> they go episode by episode, um, uh, through the, through the series. And I listened to, through at least like the first season and some of the season two episodes. Um, but, um, but yeah, but it, it becomes repetitive. I mean, I, I love that they're doing it, but you know, how much office gossip, can I listen to without just getting, I don't know, a bit tired of it? But hey, you know, I might go back and listen to an episode or two. Um, I listened to like one of the latest episodes. It's like, oh yeah, I love this episode of The Office. What's your favorite Office, office episode, Marcus? Mm, the one that comes to my mind is kind of, uh, it's one of the the sappier ones, I guess. It's the one where that where Jim and Pam go get married. Oh yeah, that's, that's the one I'm thinking of right now. That's a classic. That's and they're classic. playing that uh, classic Chris Brown song, and uh, <laughs> they're at the waterfall. They're at Niagara Falls, right? Yeah, all of that it's aged pretty. well, right? Uh, it's yeah, it yeah. aged great. Um, my favorite, thanks for asking, is um, the, uh, the the fire drill episode. Um, and, you know, and they're, but they're only the bouncy like bouncy castle. Is that the bouncy castle? Is that, is that okay? The one. No, oh, I'm thinking of the one where. Uh, Ryan burns down the office. Oh wait, but there's no bouncy castle in that one. Isn't that like they're they're they have a bouncy castle and they're like and Michael's threatening to jump. He's trying to make people think that he's going to kill oh. himself. And then, by the way, this is a terrible way of us announcing we're doing an but office then the peop- recap but then the, series. But then, the, <laughs> but then the people that know about the bouncy castle are trying to get him to stop because he thinks the bouncy castle will stop him. But he's, I don't know. Well, look, man, I. <laughs> The the fire drill, right? We all know it. So <laughs> so 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 tell me about the fire drill episode, Marcus. I think I, I was just trying to, and apparently I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, my that was my go to answer, and it, it's still my go to answer because I said that the fire drill episode. But there are only two moments of that episode I remember. Um, because really, maybe my favorite episode really is the one with the is the dinner party one, where Jim and Pam go to Michael's and Jan's uh, um, place and have a dinner party and it's very awkward. That might be my favorite, but I tend to I, I tend to say I like the fire drill episode because that one starts with um, uh, uh, Dwight you know, causing uh, everybody in the office to think there's a fire. Uh, uh, and it, it premiered after the Super Bowl one year and that bits, the entire opening scene it's maybe the funniest stuff they've ever done, you know. That's the yeah, you know, the uh uh Angela throws her cats into the ceiling and um what well, what else happens? Uh um uh Stanley has a heart attack. Um so that a whole opening funny, and then the only other part of that episode I remember is Dwight tearing the face off um the the the, the uh, CPR dummy and putting it on like Hannibal Lecter. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
That's a classic. I remember bit. that. I remember that. So two classic bits from that episode. I cannot think of any other thing that happens in that, in that episode, but those are two very funny right. bits. Yeah. So we've recapped our favorite office episodes, and yeah, I guess that's uh, that's it. That's I what we're done. That's here. what we're here to do. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode <laughs> of uh, Have a Nice Apocalypse. <laughs> no, okay. So why are we here? Uh, we the episode you listened to. Uh, in case you didn't know, we record. That was our second time recording that that episode because the first time we recorded it, the the files were were bad. Um, and I said, hey, after that recording, because I know Marcus, you kind of felt bad about it. You're like, oh, you know, uh, uh, tell me how you really felt, Marcus, after recording that second attempt at that episode we just I, we just did. I felt that I was not as prepared as I had been when we'd done the first episode, the first recording of this first episode. attempt. Yeah. And I thought that that first, that first attempt had gone better than this one. And I was a little bummed out just thinking about how that first attempt was gone and how everybody's going to hear this one first. And it's not as good. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, paranoid like that. Marcelo, I've got no. all these. I, I totally issues hear you. in my mind. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I heard I'm infected like the Joker. <laughs> okay, I I heard your cries of help, and I was like, okay, how can I make this? How can I make this work? So my initial thought, my knee jerk thought after we finished recording the second attempt, and by the way, the first attempt, I should just say again, what what remained of that file of those files was just my side of the recording. So I think I think I mentioned this in the episode you just listened to this episode, right? The second attempt. And yeah, yeah. And, and we can't we can't just put out that one side. We have we have to portray both sides here. Exactly. This is a a, right. a, a fair and balanced podcast. That's mm-hmm. what that that's what it says uh, on the podcast poster. That's what it says like on all the materials, the press releases. Have a nice apoc- have a nice apocalypse is a fair and balanced podcast, right? Yeah. So. I was like, okay, what I'm going to do after that second attempt, after Marcus kind of felt like, eh, it could have been better. I was like, you know what? Either we're going to record again, do a third attempt, which sounds painful. um, Yeah. And I didn't want to do. uh, Or I'm going to listen back to that recording of just me talking to myself, right? Just Marcus, I can't hear him at all Uh because the file's corrupted. I'm going to listen back to that and get as much as I can out of that, make notes, and then we'll come back and do an addendum, an addendum to this episode, and just kind of like hit some notes, hits, hit, hit some topics that we may have missed. Hit some in the right, second yeah. attempt, you know, just to cover our tracks, right. just to say, hey, th- we're gonna go through these, through these eleven minutes as thoroughly as possible. And yeah, and yeah. then Marcelo pitched that to me, and I said, "Rightio." Yeah, you said, "Hey, let's do it. Let's let's go, man." And and now we're here. This is the same. This after the second attempt. Now this is our addendum to that chapter one. We're just going to go through some notes yeah. <clears throat> um, and make this as comprehensive as possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Marcel, uh, hit me with your first note. What do we got? What okay. did I miss? Again, I listen back to me. You know, just my side of the conversation for that first attempt, just to get some notes down. I wrote, I wrote all these down. So I asked you, Marcus, and I think we touched on this in the second attempt. But I asked you flat out, and I don't remember you answering this in the second attempt, but in the first attempt I said, Marcus, how do you feel about the cons cut of South Antales? Okay. And you want me to answer that? <laughs> yes, please answer that now. 
I liked it. Uh, I <clears throat> it was very weird uh, coming back to uh, a movie that I've known for one way for so many years, something that means a lot to me, and then seeing a totally different version of it. I thought that was a. Uh, it, it was certainly interesting. It, it almost felt. It almost felt. Uh, it almost felt wrong. Like I, I think I remember saying this the first time, where I was like, uh, "It felt like good to not see it and to have it be this uh, ungettable thing that's always out there." I liked that idea, um, but I did watch it uh, because I am <clears throat> the uh, first and foremost the world's uh, number one Southland Tales historian. And I wouldn't be properly doing my job if I hadn't watched it. And I watched it, and I liked it. But I don't think I liked it as much as I liked the theatrical cut. My general thoughts about it are that it's it's cool how they reshaped things. Um, Like, I think they made the movie a little more mysterious with the theatrical cut, which is an interesting choice. Like, it's, it's... I found the can cut easier to follow than I did the theatrical cut, and I I can't have the experience of never seeing the theatrical cut and only seeing the can cut, but I feel like it would have been easier to grasp just seeing the can cut, just the overall plot, and something about that kind of takes something away, but still, it's, I don't know, I'm I'm glad I saw it, it's worth uh, discussing when we discuss it at length, uh, 12 episodes from now, probably. Yeah, yeah. And yes, uh, that's um, what we said in the first attempt. Um, we'll, we're going to go th- uh, thoroughly through the cons cut and uh, give our full full thoughts on it because I have yet to see the entire thing. And I think I've said this in the second attempt. Yeah, um, first and uh, first and last. That's what you've, you've yeah. Seen. The first couple of minutes and the last few minutes of of the cons cut I watched. Um, okay, so that's the cons cut. I mentioned Roger Ebert in the first attempt. Um, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a callback to previous episodes where I threatened to read his review of Southland Tales. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, box office of Southland Tales was uh, three hundred seventy-four thousand, so Disney. not not even <clears throat> a half a million. Um, no, uh, uh, and uh, so like, however much was spent on it, I think I want to say like fifteen or something, and then. And then it was bought by Sony for five million to distribute it after Con. Yeah, yeah so definitely, huge, definitely a huge box loss, office failure, huge loss. Yeah, and I mentioned this in the first attempt. Um, I said because uh, I, I I talked about me not having seen it theatrically um, during during its initial run, um, and the reason why that is is because it had a limited release. And when I lived in San Antonio at the time that this came out, I'm sure, you know, uh, San Antonio wasn't going to play Southland Tales. Um, as, as fancy as that place can be, San Antonio, you know, they don't have a lot of art house theaters. And I can't imagine, you know, uh, a market like San Antonio getting the cons cut when, I'm uh, sorry, getting the Southland Tales theatrical release. Uh, I imagine like New York or Los Angeles got it first and that that's it. Yeah. yeah th- those two cities and maybe maybe Chicago. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that uh, to, to to answer that riddle, because I uh, me knowing me, I probably would have seen this theatrically. That's maybe the biggest reason why it just wasn't playing uh, in my town. Um, okay, so that's that. Uh, I also forgot about the box during the first attempt. Um, I, I said uh, I, I I declared this statement. Richard Kelly hasn't directed a movie since Southland Tales, but then you corrected me saying. 
Hey, he did the box, which I haven't seen yet. Um, one of the- I appreciate you owning up to your mistakes. You didn't have to. You didn't yeah. have to bring that back up, but, yeah. but you did just to know people that Marcelo did fuck up in our first recording. But and <clears throat> I don't think that was. But he's here to. He, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that 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 was the first or last time I did that. I think I've done that since. On, on these I don't think that's true. I think but, so. I, I think I, I we're think, our own harshest critics, Marcelo. Of yeah, course, you yeah. would notice. I keep forgetting about the box. Um, firstly, because I haven't seen it yet, no. So it just didn't make as big of an, big of an impact on society no. as I think his other no, movies. I, I, I'm, I'm very, very curious once we do get to that movie eventually, because I, I, I really do want to see it again. I want to. I just remember it uh, uh, boring me incredibly when I saw it the first time, but uh, I don't know. I've heard I've heard uh, some small reprisal of it recently, and I'm excited to see it again. During the first attempt of Chapter One, I mentioned I was going to listen back uh, to the Richard Kelly commentary of the, the-, the- of the theatrical cut. <laughs> I think I did too. I think uh, I said that too. I I have not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's no fucking reason why we shouldn't have done that by now, especially yeah. me. But I, I don't know, haven't done it. Sorry. So anybody? So if yeah, uh, there, there, there's really no reason for me to bring it up now, really, because like we we haven't mentioned the commentary since we haven't mentioned it. In no. Chapter two, three, or four. We um, have been talking about things that could perhaps have been helped if we had seen the commentary. Yeah, but you uh, know what? We I think we have to eventually, don't we? <laughs> to, yeah, I need to. I, 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 I okay. Look, I I will commit to watching it before we record our next episode. So okay. by episode uh, five, chapter five, four, yeah, five by episode five, I will have seen it. Okay, okay, and that's my promise to you, listeners. So you go. I'm glad I brought In it five up. episodes. We will finally know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I asked you about Justin Timberlake um, in the first attempt. I don't know what you said. I can't, yeah. I can't remember, but do you have any... Probably like a dick-in-the-box joke. Yeah, maybe you brought that up. Uh, I, I guess I brought it because he's the narrator of Southland Tales, and I guess I wanted your general impressions of um, of JT. Um, so, so what are your general impressions of JT? Uh, he does a very, I? very good job in this film. That's my general impression, all right? Okay. Okay. The the musical sequence uh, incredibly well acted. One of my favorite sequences ever in a film. We'll talk about it later. Um, uh, his role. It, I I know this factoid probably got brought up the first time that his role was initially much much smaller, but uh, Richard Kelly and they only had him for like a couple days or something, and Richard Kelly just liked him so much that he just kept writing more and more for him to do, kind of on the spot, and he eventually became the narrator for the movie. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I if you did say that in the first attempt, I don't remember, uh, which is good. Yeah. yeah, just good. I mean, it's good that you, it's not good that I don't remember, and I don't care what you have to say, Marcus. It's good that we are here doing this now and covering this now. Um, of course, we talked about the prequel comic. We 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 talked about it in the second attempt, so I think we've covered it enough. You know how it connects to uh, the opening narration. You know, we see we see pages of the prequel comic in that opening. So I think I think we've covered the prequel enough. Um, I asked you this question. I don't think we really. I think we touched on it in the second attempt, but for the sake of me repeating the question, for the sake of just me having a, a clear answer from you, Marcus, I'm going to ask you what I asked you in the first attempt. How do you feel about how the information is presented through those? Uh, video screens and the, the 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 scroll down there like like that 
you know, 24-7 news cycle, you know, video presentation. How do you feel about, and also just the fact that this is like a post-apocalyptic or pre-apocalyptic future. How do you feel about that uh, now versus back when you first saw it? I don't have anything intelligent to say to this. <laughs> I think uh, I think it is an effective way at uh, selling the like media overload, media sensor sensory overload thing about the movie. That uh, I don't know. There's all this information going on all at once, and you can't pay attention to it all. <clears throat> and if your brain tries, you will fail. Um, I cannot speak to how I thought of it when I first saw it. When I first saw it, I was thirteen. Um, so you're saying you weren't an intelligent person at 13. No, okay. no, and I'm still not. All but right. I just want to make that clear. We're trying. Yeah, we're trying. Uh, visas for state travel. I brought up. Uh, we hmm. re- we recorded this yeah. in May of 2020, the first attempt. Um, and and Jeez. the the second attempt and now th- addendum we're recording in August. Uh, but hey, me me being uh one of those guys who's like hey. I want to connect us to the real world, um, not the MTV show, but the real world, like you know, in which we live. The challenge. I yeah, uh, uh, visas for state travel. They bring that up in the intro, and I'm like, hey, Marcus, uh, that kind of sounds eerie because uh, you know, aren't we in uh, a bit of a, of a of a presence where you know certain states. Like I asked you this very dumb question of like, hey, isn't this eerily similar to this? You know, the the state of things now, where you know uh, you can't go to certain states, or there's a time last year when like that was really big, where you know certain states are prohibited versus I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying, Marcus? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's kind of the back and forth we had the first attempt. So I think I I think we covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Book of Revelations was brought up. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we dive too far into it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's some research I wasn't exactly willing to do to we, look up. Uh, are, do what we know exactly? He was reading from uh, JT. Was reading from his Bible. Do we know Revelations one one? I believe. Do we know anybody? And this is more an off my conversation, but we can just ask <laughs> ask it here. Do we know anybody yeah. who runs in this in in these podcast or film Twitter circles? Who knows a lot about religion? Who may want to come on and talk about the Book of Revelations and how this movie ties into Christianity? Is that something we that could, we could? That is a fascinating idea, actually. Yeah. Um, I not not off the top of my head, but I feel like that person does exist. Yeah, I feel like so there is one. Yeah, I feel like there's one person off the top of my head. I'll I'll send you their name, but yeah, that's interesting because I I made a joke about. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat the joke from the first attempt just just to have it on record. So here's my joke about the Book of Revelations. You asked me, from what I can tell, what I knew about the Book of Revelations, and here's what I said. Or actually, let's let's just do it again. Marcus, ask me about the Book of Revelations. So Marcelo, uh, looks like Justin Timberlake was reading from the Book of Revelations. Is uh, do you know anything about that? Oh yes, anything you can speak to on that. Uh, yeah, I, of course I can speak to it. Uh, I know the book of Revelations was written by Jesus Christ when he was on the cross. Um, he he told it to his son, uh, Jesus Jr., and Jesus Jr. went to the mountain and spoke about it. Um, by the way, that is the exact thing I said in the first attempt, so I just wanted to say it again here. Um, so there you go, on record. Uh, moving Very on. Good stuff. Moving Very on. Good. 
uh, bocce balls. We, we touched on this in the, in the second attempt. We, we, we talked about we this. We did. I, I just want to reiterate, um, because uh, I, I maybe this is the one part of the recording I wish we kept. Because in the first attempt, you told me the story about how the, the bocce balls ended up in the movie, right? Which we've said it at this point. Well, actually, this is the first chapter. Uh, you're going to tell that story again a few more times uh, later yeah. on, right? But uh, that first attempt in this chapter one, I heard it for the first time, and I laughed inc- so hard at that story because <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. And, um, and then at the end of my laughter, I said, yeah, that's disappointing because um, I wanted it to be... You wanted a bigger... A bigger... Yeah. Not yeah. not just, you know, Richard Kelly found this guy at a party <clears throat> or some shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> I just wrote down disappointment. Just wanted, just, just wanted to put that down. Um, I had a theory. We touched, about, we touched on this uh, about um, Boxer on the Beach and him hearing those explosions of war. And I had a theory um, in, the first, in the first attempt where I said, hey, maybe Boxer is having a brain meld with Pilot Abilene. Because uh, Abilene's on the beach, so uh, why yeah. why can't Boxer hear his thoughts? Maybe I don't know. I I, yeah. I threw that out like that was your thought. That uh, that I actually I actually think I took credit for that on this most recent episode. <laughs> on the, wait on the on, the on like chapter four to. or what? Which one? Yeah, that that was just brought up. That was just brought up, wasn't it? Oh, Where, what was uh, it? Yeah, because you did you did uh, bring up how Boxer woke up on the beach and they were playing those uh, like planes and explosions and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe yeah. I think I say I think I <laughs> thought of that idea. So you're saying that was actually your idea? Yes. Uh, listening, that, listen, okay. ba- listening back to it, Good I threw out that idea. So in the second Good. attempt, you just listened to folks. Marcus stole my idea. I just want to make. I just wanted to point <laughs> that out. Apparently, I didn't know that until just now. So thanks, thanks, Marcus. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, some quick thing. Uh, cons cut versus theatrical cuts. Uh, Boxer on the beach is very different. Uh, from what I can remember, the coloring is different. The way the he's uh, the way um, he's presented and the screen shown on 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 screen versus the theatrical cut in the cons cut is much different. I guess that's worth noting. Yeah, the the ending is also different. Uh, of the movie, the, like effects aren't finished. The, oh. the effect the ending of the movie is different, but the effects like aren't finished in the con cut. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, they're. They're definitely not what they should be. Um, okay, so we touched on Temptation Waits, um, that title and that song. Yeah. In yeah. in the second attempt, which you, which you just listened to, folks, uh, Marcus said maybe. Wait, did did I say it? Or did you say it? It's it's it could be in the in the comic that they that they mentioned the song or something, right? I think you said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also said that in the first attempt, by the way. I said maybe Temptation Waits uh, pops up in the prequel comic. Um, Interesting. But in the second attempt, I forget which one of us says it. Uh, it's me, I guess. Uh, but in the first attempt, I listened back to it, and I read... I forgot about this completely. I read some of the lyrics from Temptation Waits by Garbage. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. So this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to read through some of the lyrics from Temptation Waits. Again, this is the the title of the chapter that begins the theatrical cuts of Southland Tales. So here's some of the lyrics by Garbage's Temptation Waits. Here we go. I'll tell you something. I am a wolf, but I like to wear sheep's clothing. I'm a bonfire. 
I'm a vampire. I'm waiting for my moment. Okay, that's the first verse. Are those called verses? Those like blocks of texts for songs. Yeah. Next verse. Yeah. You come on like a drug. I just can't get enough. I'm like an addict coming at you for a little more. And there's so much more at stake. I can't afford to waste. I've never needed anybody like this before. Ooh. So that's mm. interesting. Uh, drug references. I, I'm like an addict. So yes, I think it connects nicely to uh, South End Tales, right? Uh, sure does. Perhaps me, they couldn't get the licensing. Perhaps. Let me fast forward. Let me skip through some of these. Uh, you come on like a drug. I just can't get enough. Oh, I said that already. You are a secret. A new possession. I like to keep him guessing. Uh, then it repeats. You come on like a drug. Blah, blah, blah. When I'm not sure what I'm living for. When I'm not sure what I'm looking for. And then that repeats until the end. So that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I, uh, I can see how it, it would connect to South End Tales, and yeah, um, I guess Kelly just didn't get the rights. So that is Temptation Waits by Garbage. Um, final point of discussion. We talked about this for a very long time, actually, in the first attempt. Uh, we talked about how um, in the cast list. Uh, I forget if this is actually in the credits of the movie at the very end but it's for sure on imdb um beth grant is listed as two characters uh dr yeah dr westphalen uh and uh marion card uh and we tried to figure out why that was um i don't think we got a good answer um but no, we we, I, I we really, did a lot of theorizing i don't know yeah with uh, I, I remember we thought it could be maybe explaining the comic and we didn't realize that there's a second character named Marion card or something. Uh, I'm also thinking maybe, uh, what's her name? Inga, Inga von Westphalen. Yeah. Like maybe Marion card is her real name and that's her fake name. Like, it's like, I, I, I think, uh, Amy Poehler's character is re- referred to as two things. Uh, she's, uh, dream is her, uh, stage name. And then her actual name, is Veronica Mung, which is a last name that she shares with uh, the ice cream truck driver played by the Highlander. Ah. So, yeah, uh, maybe there's uh, just more history there that never got to be used and has has some remnants left in the screenplay and or the official listings. You know. Do you know? Do you know who um, Soshana Kapowski is? Who's that? Shoshana Kapowski. Or Shoshana Cox. Shoshana Cox. Uh, sounds... Those are those are two... Uh, much like the ones you mentioned, an actress named Jill Ritchie plays Shoshana Kapowski slash Shoshana Cox. Um, well, Shoshana at- Cox sounds like one of the... One of the porno ladies in the, on the uh beach yeah 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 okay on I, show. I'm on IMDb yes you're correct Shoshana Kapowski that's uh wait so Kapowski Krista Kapowski is so wait so that's her sister I guess that's odd huh I don't know yeah so apparently Joe Ritchie plays Kapowski plays Krista's sister that's do we know that we didn't know that till just now I I didn't connect no, it till just now no, wow. I, 
I definitely want to look into that more. Yeah. So, okay, but but to your point, either they explain it or they kind of touch on it, and we missed it um, in the uh, graphic novel, Marion Card. Or I think I like what you're saying too, Marcus. Is maybe it's a stage name. Uh, maybe I don't know which way makes more sense. Whether Marion Card is her real name and then uh, Vesvalen is her stage name, but that's that's yeah. what that that's what this movie is. It's a lot of. Um, I mean, it's set in Hollywood. It's set in California, so there are a lot of people playing roles, and that's essentially what the movie is with Boxer and him yeah, playing yeah, yeah. Jericho Kane. And it could just be again a stage name for Beth Grant. Who is Marion Card? Sure. Maybe Richard <laughs> Kelly's commentary. Uh, answers that question and we'll never know because we won't listen to that um but yeah Maybe it's like a who is ayn rand thing right? yeah, yeah 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 and that's what we're getting who at is john galt that's what it is, <laughs> is, <John laughs> is. no that that's been my question since the beginning that's what i wanted to answer is who is ayn rand i want to get to the who bottom marion card so and, oh I, I made a joke uh in the first attempt i just googled marion card and a baseball player named marion uh, his card was on sale on ebay and i made a joke about cool. buying the card and uh that having all the answers to our questions um but anyway just want to get that across um those are my notes that i i i think uh, well how do you feel now marcus after this second attempt and now um, after this addendum do we think we covered? Do you think we we finally what? like we turned over every rock when it comes to chapter one of South End Tales? No, because I have a couple more things. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I, I remember I was uh, keeping track of. Uh, I was going to do like a tally of all the product placements. Uh, oh yeah. So that's an important thing to the movie. Here's just a few I found in my notes. Uh, Digits for democracy, which is the inside, uh, it, the in-universe thing where they're cutting off their thumbs. Uh, to fake to do fake votes, uh, Budweiser, all over, all over the movie. Yes, yes. Hustler, uh, the tanks, they're all over. They're on the TV. Panasonic, uh, that that's on the TV screens. Uh, virus out, which I believe is a real uh, antivirus thing. Those are the only ones I'm seeing in my notes. But uh, so that's all that. We'll, we'll just say that that's the wrap up for this episode on uh, <laughs> on. Uh, on uh, product placement. Yeah. Uh, and then I found uh, uh, a joke that I thought was funny. It appears like right before the title card of Temptation Waits. It's on a Chiron on the TV scrolling at the bottom. You have to really pay attention to see it. Uh, it says Lynn Cheney to record country western album to benefit <laughs> American Hiroshima survivors in Abilene. Oh, which yeah. I, that, that idea is funny. It's some light political uh, humor. Ha ha ha. The man RK, a nice, a nice jab. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we also have uh, another Chiron. I'm assuming uh, it says precision grenades can minimize many civilian casualties and nail Bin Laden. <laughs> and I never thought I don't, I don't even think I brought that up on our first recording, but I'm actually I just read this now and I had a, a thought about it where uh, uh, maybe they're trying to develop that because of what happened to. Uh, Justin Timberlake's character. Ah, okay. Like, if they have a precision grenade, it's less likely for the shrapnel to, uh, you know, end up in 
Justin Timberlake's face. Yeah, I guess. And 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 as we know, that's that was um, uh, Pilot Abilene's um, origin. Pilot Abilene. Pilot Abilene. What, uh, it was touched in touched on in the prequel comic, and and that's why his face is like that because of a grenade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, is that it? I think that's all I wanted to bring yeah, up. Yeah. But uh, uh, but how do I feel? How do I feel? How do you feel now? Yeah. How do you feel? It's better. It's yeah, a lot okay, better. Good, it's good, a lot good. better. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, getting the information on tape at, at, at the very least. At the very least. And yeah. you know, it, it may not have been because I promise you, folks, the next episode is a lot better. I think it's one of our best. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, certainly. Uh, I mean, so far. The next episode, chapter two, might be the best one we've done. Then after that, that one's that was okay. Then after the one after that is actually very good too. So it, it, it goes back and forth. Um, but hey, overall, I think this episode now is is very good. It's very good. Each 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 episode is a is better than the last, except for this one, which was technically <laughs> recorded after part four. Yeah, part four is much better than this one. Yeah, um, I also wanted to touch on one thing before we go, Marcus. Um, yeah, we're recording this on August twenty second. This episode drops August twenty third, so this will be the one and only time uh, we're recording this like right away, like the night before it drops. Right? Um, we should do a quick episode of marking the marks right here in these last two minutes of the show. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, quick recap: uh, marking the marks was our wrestling podcast before we did have a nice apocalypse. Marcus, uh, at that point, was watching a lot more wrestling than me. I was watching Zero Wrestling. Then I jumped up to, a, you know, watching WWE. I watched some AEW. Uh, then we stopped. I stopped watching wrestling. Uh, Marcus, you kept watching wrestling, I guess, not as, n- not as, not as uh, much as it nah. used to, right? But Yeah, uh, I was kind of like on a just pay-per-views basis, and then I even kind of fell off of that. Yeah. Just because the last year was kind of a bummer in a lot of ways. Bummer, uh, yeah. For wrestling, for the world at large, I didn't really feel like i wanted it <clears throat> but uh holy smokes marcel in, isn't wrestling back in the last two days of this of this recording this past weekend yeah. has uh, two things have happened that i just want to touch on i mean i, I joked uh on twitter three. about about bringing three things hold on we might need to do an episode of marking the marks proper but i think since we're here it's worth mentioning that two things that i know happened you say yeah. one more thing but one thing I want to want to mention is, hey, Becky Lynch is back. Uh, yep. I I know some of the details of her return. Uh, apparently, yeah. wasn't as you know great as it should have been. We can no, talk. We can talk no. about it in, in in the future. But I'll just say, okay, I'm happy she's back. I'm happy she's here. I am too. Yeah, I am yeah, too. yeah. I just the circumstances of her return, not super happy with. But yeah, and she her was return in general, great. Yeah, she was the big reason why I was like so into wrestling when we did the show. It's yeah, like, she's yeah, your favorite, my favorite, and she left for uh, baby reasons. Um, you know, good on her for having a baby and having time off. Uh, now she's back. Uh, I'm happy about that. Again, the fact that she's back, the circumstances of which she is now the champion, maybe not so great. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, what else happened, Marcus? Oh boy, Marcelo, the real, the real. Uh, you know, no, no, no. We'll save the big thing. The other thing that happened on SummerSlam, which is where Becky Lynch came back uh, at the end of the show, Brock Lesnar came back. Oh, he to, was gone. Uh, I had no down. idea. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was gone for a while. Oh, that's right, he did He's leave. Face, he he did, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, came back to face down Roman Reigns, who now has Paul Heyman by his side. So there's that oh. kind of interesting stuff there with the history of Paul Heyman. 
So that could be fun. And the real big thing, though. Oh, yes. The, the real, thing. real big yeah. thing. The meat. The meat of this sandwich, which you're getting to right at the end of your sandwich. Yeah. Is uh, uh, po- pro- definitely the biggest thing that has happened since I started watching wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, the big, or no, eh, the second biggest thing, the, the start of AEW and like maybe uh, women main eventing WrestleMania. Maybe those are perhaps bigger. <laughs> but uh, top five. But no. Top five, top three. Uh, top the three. return, the return to professional wrestling uh, from by CM Punk, who has been gone for nearly a decade now. He left WWE in two thousand thirteen or fourteen, one of those, uh, due to health reasons. Uh, kind of left wrestling as a whole. Kind of became an actor. Now he's back, and he's in AEW, a different company. Very exciting stuff. The craziest crowd reaction I ever done saw. Yeah, I saw saw clips of that, and I was I was happy because um, I, I I missed out on the CM Punk train. I, I, I never saw I I still haven't seen a match with him in yeah. it, but I know I've seen promos. I've seen that classic promo of pipe the, bomb. Yeah, the the that one, the pipe bomb one, which um, he uh, he he referenced in his uh, in his AEW. Uh, coming yeah. out party, you know, but uh, yeah, it was exciting to see so many people happy, and I, I'm excited because, like, I, I, I know it's a huge deal. So, um, and hey, for anybody who thinks this doesn't connect to Southland Tales, who's the star of Southland Tales? A wrestler. It's all connected. Boom. There you gotcha. Go. Yeah. So, and we we did like a year and a half of that show, marking the mark. So it's worth talking about uh, the weekend in which wrestling is exciting again. Um, so yeah. Uh, and again, I think we should do an episode, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll talk to Marcus off air, and and I, I'll try to convince Marcus to, to talk about wrestling on a podcast. I don't know if I can do it, folks. So we'll see. Tough sell, yeah, tough sell. Um, but yeah, that's it. Well, that that's it. I, I think I think all of that makes for a good episode of Have a Nice Apocalypse. Don't you think, Marcus? I'd say so. So let's uh, go ahead and say our this signature catchphrase. Plugs, follow, to, to, gunk, blader, G-U-N. Nope, absolutely not. No no goddamn plugs. None. None. Right, Don't for, follow anybody. For real this time. Hey. Have. Have. A nice. Uh, nice. A nice. A nice. A podcalypse. A podcalypse. We're not in the same room, guys. It's hard to sync up. Have a nice apocalypse. Have a nice apocalypse. The end for real. See you next time. And have a nice apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned.